Hey everyone, on today's show, episode 30 of the Hot Take Podcast, we discuss many things from players like Joel Embiid and Giannis to teams like the Nets, Bucks, and the Heat. We also take a look back at our preseason picks for 1 through 10 for each conference and compare that to where we are right now. For our Hot Take segment, we actually go through the awards and give it right now. So basically, mid-season awards for the players who are deserving of it right now at least. And lastly, we take a pick at the many trade possibilities, players that are potentially could be moved. So for the Lakers and the Heat, which is our teams, we discuss who we think should get which player. Hope you guys enjoy. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Take, where I, along with my co-host Nat and Lawrence, give you our hottest takes on all things NBA. But unfortunately, tonight, Lawrence can't be with us. He's doing uh, grown man things, so it's just me and Nat for tonight. <laughs> What's up, Nat? How you doing, bro? What's up? It's been a long time since I've been back. It's been two weeks, to be exact. I missed last week with Chris uh, Milholland, but it's, it's good to be back here again. I'm excited. Yeah, we. Uh, I miss it. I miss the feeling, so yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we definitely miss you. Uh, missed you last week. Shout out to Chris again, um, man. That was a, that was an awesome one. Much props to him yeah, for, for being good. with us. Um, so hopefully next week, Lauren, you know, we can get the whole gang back together. We'll get the three of us on here and do our thing. But for tonight, we'll settle mm-hmm. with just me and Nat. Nothing wrong with that. The uh, the OGs of this this podcast. <laughs> so for tonight's show, we're gonna. Exactly. Pioneers. We're going to get right into our top stories, right? We'll kind of quickly just go through these. A lot of them have been like big, you know, headlines, this, that, and the other thing. One of the top ones I wanted to bring up with was uh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is out after hyperextending his knee. It looked a lot worse than what it was. Nas holding up the L sign. Um, that, that's what I wanted to ask. Nah, Take tell this. me. Tell Take me. This. Joel Embiid being out for the time being, <laughs> is that a big deal or no big deal? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That That is the biggest of big deals right there. He is the backbone of that team, and he is not there for the next three or so weeks. And that's, it's concerning. I forget. Who is, their, um, who is their backup center again? Oh, Dwight Howard, right? Dwight Howard? Yes. I mean, he's been doing good, though. But He has been. Know. He has been. I feel like Joel is their anchor. Um, I'm sure they're gonna try. They're gonna pull something out with with, with Ben, Seth, uh, Tobias, even. But for for a team that relies on Joel and Beat for their um, for for their uh, like motivation or for their um, energy, it's hard when he's not there. Um, I haven't seen the games when he wasn't there. Um, but again, he's a big piece of that team. I'd be concerned. Um, apparently that yeah, it didn't look that bad. His uh, hyperextension of his of his knee um, wasn't that serious. So I'm hoping you know he's all right. But still, take this out. Take this out right here. Take it. Take it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're taking any else. First of all, like that, it looks really bad. Like I thought for sure, like he tore some ligaments or something. I thought it was a lot. It was going to be a lot worse. Yeah. But thankfully, it's not. It's just the hyperextension. He has a bone bruise, um, which is still really painful. I say let him rest, rest up. I don't think it matters if you're the first seed or the second seed. Like oh, it's definitely. not, it's not a regular NBA season. Like it's not going to weigh like 
or have like a heavy, you know, consequence to whether or not you're the first or second seed. You know what I mean? Um, I I mean, without Joel Embiid, if you remember, I think the last time they were without Embiid, they played the Jazz and they beat the Jazz. Ben Simmons dropped 40 points. It was that game with the 40 points? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Where Ben Simmons went off. Okay. No jumper, still dropped 40 points. Uh, So, and like you said, Dwight Howard's been playing really well. So I think, you know, I think they'll be okay. They'll be all right. Um, It's going to be the next, you know, three, four weeks. I say let them rest up. Kind of like the Anthony Davis situation. Just let them rest, you know, save it for the playoffs. Like they're fine. Exactly. Fine. Exactly. Talking about you know you know big men and stuff like that. Mentioning Joel Embiid, another big man that's been in the news lately is Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis has been dropping triple doubles left and right, back to back to back, to be more precise. He had a triple double against the Knicks, and then he had two triple doubles against the Wizards. Unbelievable, man! Unbelievable. I, I like. Yeah. We'll kind of get into this later when we talk about uh, recapping our preseason predictions. But did you expect the the Milwaukee Bucks to be this good? Honestly, no, because because they made they made no good preseason moves other than what was it? Drew Holiday was was he a move in the yeah. preseason? I think so. Yeah. So um, yeah, I never you know obviously Giannis is a monster. Like he's gonna put these numbers up. Um, I'm surprised the assists, especially. That's a team effort right there with the assists. Right. Um. So I mean, I, well, then again, like with the Knicks and the Wizards, like those are, like, you know, eh, like those teams are. <laughs> eh, like I mean, I, I actually would expect them to be like that. Like to expect them to perform like that with those teams. Right. So I mean, um, but I mean, we've we've heard the oh, we should be MVP again. No, we should not. Don't don't even entertain that thought. Don't even put him in the conversation for that no no just no 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 three times three three straight mvps like come on no one no one deserves that no i mean i mean, I mean not Giannis. Giannis does not deserve three-time mvp all right no no so so yeah that was it that was it what would it take for Giannis to become a three-time mvp back to back to back in your opinion uh, uh he needs ten quadruple doubles. Um, what else does he need? <laughs> what the heck? Um, I do not want to see him as a third straight MVP. All right, like at that point, the MVP award loses its credibility if you give it to Giannis three straight times over a Joel Embiid, over Jokic, over LeBron, over Dame Lillard, who is who all four are carrying their teams. So, I mean, I would not give him the third straight MVP. Well, I mean, if he, let's say, for example, he finishes the season, the regular season, with 90% of them being triple doubles, you know, every game. Like, and he, you can technically say he's carrying his team. Like, he doesn't have much around him. You know what I mean? Like, yes, Drew Holiday is good. Yes, Chris Middleton is good. But, like, compared to what other teams have and stuff like that, like, it's not. You know, I feel like then you would kind of question, have to put him in the question. discussion. Do you have Giannis in your top three right now for MVP? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Good. See, there we go. That proves my point. Thank you. <laughs> end, of, end of story. <laughs> end of story. Um, one of the other top stories, you know, from actually last night. Last night was the 
Knicks Nets, you know, battle for New York. Who's the New York team? Is it the Nets? Is it the Knicks? I watched the closing minutes. Yes. I watched the closing minutes. Okay. okay. Uh, the the biggest story from last night was the ending, right? The Julius Randle mm-hmm. gets called for the travel. He argues it's not a travel. He gets really heated. the The Nets were leading like the entire game, and then in the final quarter, the the Knicks, you know, they get within within range. If he doesn't get called for that mm-hmm. travel and he makes that three point shot, they could win the game. Now, my question right. to you is. There's a big argument. There's a big discussion going around today. Would you have called that a travel? See, okay, here's the thing. This is probably like my youth, you know, shining here in this case. Like, I've never seen that. I've never seen that motion being called a, a travel or not. Like when he's going up for a jump shot, and someone's got the the hand on the ball, but he still has hold of the ball as he's going up, as he's launching up into the up into the air. So is that is that really a travel? I mean, he he did go back down cuz Kyrie touched it. So if I if I'm, you know, if I'm saying if I'm seeing it in that perspective of him holding the ball going up and then bringing it back down, but that's in one jump. See, I don't know. See, I'm trying to like think out loud here. But like it it's all in one like little like upward motion. Um but for me if Kyrie touched it, that's not a travel cuz there's some some kind of contact or some kind of interaction there with the defender. What do you think? So for me, right, like, yes, I have played like organized basketball, but I play more street ball than anything. And we all know, like, when you play street ball, pick up basketball, you kind of have to call your own stuff, your own fouls, your own, you know, double dribbles, your own travels, the whole nine yards. In a game of pick up basketball, if you go up and somebody hits the ball, but you don't let go of it and you come back down, they will call that a travel nine times out of 10. And I've seen it so many times right. in pickup basketball where the person will argue, they touch the ball, they touch the ball, and the argument is, well, you have to drop it. And then it's, no, you don't. You don't have to drop it. That's not the rule. He touched the ball. You know, I could do it. The way I was, you know, the way I've always played, that what happened last mm-hmm. night, that would be called a travel each and every time. Okay. No matter how many times you try to argue it, like that would be considered a travel. If he let go of it, if Kyrie, you know, he, as he goes up, Kyrie hits it and he drops it and then picks it back up, fair game. But because he mm-hmm. maintained possession of the ball while in the air and coming back down, to me, that's that's a travel. And Kendrick Perkins, you know, uh, he was in the league for you know how many years, but he also said, you know, he 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 considers that to be a travel. Wait, so. Put it to you this way, so in that case, when when Julius Randle went up with the with the ball, came back down with the ball and then shot it because he he put it up after he landed, right? Could he tried to shoot step? it, but it didn't get it off. Could that be like a hop step or like a you know like you land and then you shoot it up, basically? No, because in a hop step, you're not you're not planted. That's still considered a gather. Whereas in okay. this play. He was set. He was going uh, like he both feet on the ground, jumped up for the jumper, got swiped. Okay. So that wouldn't be considered a hop step. Interesting. Yeah, because I've never seen that call before. I've never seen like that that, uh, scenario for uh, for a travel. I've never seen that in an NBA game. Um, I've never seen it, you know, a game end in that way. I like the fieriness. I like the the combative combativeness of Julius Randle and wanting that call. 
Like, I get it. Um, it. It was an exciting game for me personally because I, I saw a poll. Like, uh-huh. you talk to any New Yorker, and they say that this is a Knicks town. Like, this is a Knicks city, right? Even with the Brooklyn Nets moved into sure. Brooklyn, you yeah. know, when the Nets moved to Brooklyn, it was still a big Knicks, you know, town. But I saw a poll recently. I think it was either right. on House of Highlights or on Bleacher Report where people asked, you know, is New York does New York belong to the Knicks or to the Nets? And it was something like seventy three percent of people said it belonged to the Nets, and I was like, "What? Like that's absurd! Like this is <laughs> you, like this is not like this is a Dude, Knicks dirty, city. bro. Dude, it's so dirty. yeah. Like I don't Damn. I don't know who was voting. Damn. I don't know if it was like Gen Z kids. I don't know what it was, but any OG bro, would tell you like it's all New the York. bandwagons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I think I saw your name there. I think you voted. I think you voted. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa there, whoa. whoa. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you don't follow me from right here. Lakers. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, like as much as you know, the Knicks are the Nets are exciting to me. New York is still a Knicks city, you know. Um, and uh, people are excited about them, even so though they're you, you know. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Do you? All right. So clearly, yesterday's ending to that to that game was because of the refs. You know, it was just all to one call. There's been a lot of drama with the refs lately, not just yesterday, but for other games too. So how do you feel about the refs in this case? And do you think that they're making this league or making this, the game in general, less fun? I've always wanted to bring that up on this show. And there's been different opportunities to do so. And for me personally, I I would always like contemplate, you know, if I'm in the position of being an NBA player, how would I treat the refs? And, like, we played in, like, organized sports, you know, different leagues, stuff like that. And I've always made it a point to be respectful of the refs. Because single-handedly, their job is probably the hardest during a basketball game. I'm just there to hoop. You know, I'm there to do my thing. I'm not there worried about what's a foul, what's not a foul, what's a violation, what's not a violation. That's all on them. So, to me, the refs, they have probably the Mm. hardest job during an NBA game. So, and at the same time, you know, you got a lot of, you know, players barking at you, you know, for no call fouls and it's all game long and players, you know, we saw it earlier mm-hmm. on in the season where JJ Redick tossed the ball to a ref and he got ejected, you know? So like, exactly. I, I want to side with the refs because I'm like, you know, I, I get it. You know, your job is hard, but stuff like that, like you look at footage from the seventies, eighties, nineties, refs would fight back. They'll get right back in your face. Like, I, I've seen clips where, like, a player will be complaining to the ref, like, that's a foul. And then he's like, oh, shut up. Get back on defense. Like, it's like, oh, refs used to do that? Like, it's wild, you know? Now it's just like they don't say anything. It's just like teed up, you know, you're yeah. out. Like, the, yeah. Like, like it's, <laughs> give me, yeah, like, give me something. Give me some type of some type of back and forth. You know, if you're, like, if I'm – when I see a player going at a ref, I want to see a ref go back, like, you know, argue back, like, hey, you know, I'm calling in the game. You do your thing. I'm going to do mine. It, uh, it's hard. It's hard. I, I feel for the refs. So, they have a really hard so job. do you think that they're doing a good job? 90% of the time, yes. 90% of the time, 90%. Yes. A lot of the stuff, yeah. Because, you know, the, the other 10% is, is hard. In, in the game moves so fast, so quickly. Like what happened last night with Julius Randle? Like, that could be up in the air. Or, like, you know, the little ticky-tag, like, ejections or, like, technicals and stuff like that. Like, we, we as viewers, as fans, like, we don't see what goes on throughout the course of a game. 
You know what I mean? We don't know like if mm-hmm. a ref has been getting an earful like all night from a certain player, and like the the ref is just fed up. But sometimes, right. you know, because we're on the outside looking in, it just looks like the the refs are power tripping. You know what I mean? Like, it, and a lot <laughs> yeah. of people agree. A lot of people are annoyed with refs, but at the same time, like they have a really really hard job, really hard job. So I give them ninety percent. Mm-hmm. I say ninety percent of the time they're doing a really good job. The other ten is human error. Okay. You know, everybody makes right. mistakes. Sometimes people get, you know, let their emotions get the best <laughs> of them. I, I give that, I contribute that to the 10%. Other than that, I say the, the refs are doing just fine. Interesting. Interesting. Wait, what's your take on refs? I don't know, because I feel like with the players, when, when they play and they like argue to the refs, they're obviously arguing for their own. Even if it's like right or wrong, they want to argue that, hey, that was a foul or hey, he like shoved me, whatever, right? But. I think when it comes to like, they're they're just so soft. Like like when when JJ or uh, was it was it yes. Trez too? I think I think Trez like bounced the ball to to the ref, yes. and I think he got he got teed right. So yes, something something like, like that. Like you don't gotta do that. Like because then again, like for, even with the Jazz with uh, Donovan Mitchell getting uh, ejected too during that Sixers game with them as well. Like you're taking away the prime basketball player that players that sorry fans want to see. They went to the to the Utah game to see Donovan. I'm assuming. I mean, who wouldn't? But right. And then now you took you know you take that out. I feel like for me, like if I went to see a game for a certain player, and that player got teed up for no reason or for a, or a whack excuse, I would be upset because then now for the other like 40 minutes of the game, you won't be there. So I mean, right. or whatever how, how how long it is. But other than that, like you're right though. The refs have a hard job. For the most part, they're they're on point. But there's just those little windows or those little instances where they're just like, what are you doing? Or that was a yeah. foul. Like, you know, but again, yes, it's a hard job. Maybe have more refs in the in the game. Who knows? I, I'll just end this argument on this note. Like prior to when, you know, the when J.J. Reddick got ejected from that game for tossing the ball to the ref. In all the years I've watched, you know, professional basketball, I've never seen J.J. Reddick get ejected from a game. <laughs> right and then right. for him to get ejected for tossing a ball like that was yeah that kind of blew my <laughs> mind that was wild to me um so that was the ending of the knicks nets game speaking of the nets the uh, one of the other top oh. stories the nets along with the bucks and the miami heat have been nine and one in their last 10 games talking about win streaks nine and one in their last 10 games this is the time. This is the time where you know the, you're in that point of the season where you got to turn it on. You got to turn it on. Um, crazy. It's crazy. Oh, we, we'll, we'll get into that because the next segment we're going to get into. We're actually going to recap our preseason predictions and also give you an update as we do it. Now, what I have here, I went back. I did research. I went back to that preseason prediction episode that we had, and I got your picks, mm-hmm. my picks. And Lawrence's picks. Now, Lawrence isn't here, but we'll include Lawrence's picks because <laughs> it's important that we do this. And I want to start with the East because mm-hmm. the East is probably the easier of the two conferences. That's what we did in that first episode. Now, currently... Oh, okay, here we go. We'll, we'll start with our predictions originally. Both Lawrence and I had the Philadelphia 76ers first place in the East. You have Brooklyn. <laughs> Currently, right now, Philly is in first place. So Lawrence and I had that right. Second place, Lawrence and I had Brooklyn. (laughs) You had Boston. So me and Lawrence (laughs) got it right. Lawrence and I got that right because 
Brooklyn is currently in second place. Now moving on to Man, the third not spot. Looking well for me. Let me just say, like, I'm I'm really proud of myself on this one. Third place, I said <laughs> Milwaukee right, rub, rub would it in, be. Rub it in. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, you best believe I will. I had Milwaukee third. I had Milwaukee third. Lawrence had Boston third. You had Miami third. Currently in third place is the Milwaukee the Bucks. No, I'm looking at it right now. Milwaukee is third place right now. Third place. No, in I'm saying Miami place. is fourth. So that's kind of close. That's kind of close. Well, that brings me to my next point. Because in fourth place, my preseason prediction, I had the Miami Heat. I'm four for four right now. I'm loving this. <laughs> Both you and Lawrence oh, had God. Milwaukee. You and Lawrence had Milwaukee. So far, I'm right. Get this. Fifth place. I said the Boston Celtics. Lawrence said Miami. You said the Washington Wizards. <laughs> Man, I'm down bad right now. I'm down bad. This is this is not good. Cur- this is not good. <laughs> Currently, right now, I had I, I, right now, Boston Celtics are in fifth place. I'm five for five right now. I'm feeling really good about myself at this point. Five for five. That is insane. Five for five. Man. Now, this is where things get Cheater. wonky. Hacker. This is, You're hacking. I'm just kidding. Not, go back and listen. Go back and listen. <laughs> this, is, this is where things get wonky. So, in sixth place, I said the Washington Wizards. Lauren said the Indiana Pacers. You said the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man oh man we were all so oh. off currently in sixth place <laughs> we have the charlotte hornets the mellow ball airbnb and the charlotte hornets are currently uh. in sixth place again things get wonky in seventh place i said indiana lauren said toronto you said philly <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! You were not oh. holding back your disdain for Philly. Like you absolutely gave them no hope whatsoever. Oh. Currently, right now in seventh, we were all wrong. We it is the New York Knicks are in seventh. Look at that! In the eighth wrong. spot, I was close. For the eighth spot, I said the New York Knicks. Lauren said the Washington Wizards. You said the Charlotte Hornets. Currently, right now in the eighth mm. spot is the Atlanta Hawks. None of us were right on that. Not for one. long, but all right. <laughs> now for the <laughs> the play in spots, right? The ninth and tenth spots. I said Chicago. Lawrence said Atlanta, and you said Indiana. Currently, right now, I was correct. It's Chicago. Chicago's in the ninth spot right now. So I got six, six out of net, uh, six out of nine right now. Um. For the 10th spot, I said Atlanta, so I was kind of close there. Lawrence said the Knicks. He had no hope, no belief in his New York Knicks. (laughs) You had the Detroit Pistons. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Oh, man. What was I thinking? What was I thinking doing this preseason pick, bro? You yeah. had Detroit. Detroit <laughs> is currently last place in the East right now. Um, <laughs> um, 
You know, I, I wasn't too far off. So from based on my calculations, I got sixty percent of these correct. If you do it out of you know out of the that's ten, that's insane though. That's, that's a great you know, job. Man. Honestly, I'm gonna lie. That's a good job. Good job, man. For real. I'll give myself real. a pat on the back. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> you deserve it. You deserve that. <laughs> but the West, the West is a completely different story on all parts, on all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you're listening, this is this is gonna get really crazy right now. It's about to get wild. We were way off with our oh. picks. So for the West, <laughs> unanimously, the three of us had the LA Lakers. Obviously. Currently, obviously. <laughs> currently in first place in the Western Conference is the Utah Jazz. Who we were thought, way, we were way who, off. Who yeah. Thought. Who would have thought, honestly? <laughs> Second place, again, we were completely off. I had Dallas. You and Lawrence both had Denver. It is the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns are in second place. <laughs> Third place, uh, I was completely – the three of us were completely wrong for third place. I said Denver. You and Lawrence both said the Clippers. Right now in third place is the L.A. Lakers. L.A. Lakers. Fourth place, so. I'm kind of proud. I actually got this one correct. So fourth place, I said the Clippers. And then Lawrence said Portland. You said Dallas. Currently in fourth place is the Clippers. So I got one right so far. I think I'm the only one who got something right so far through the Western Conference. (laughs) Um, Fifth place, I don't know what I was thinking. Fifth place, I said the Houston Rockets. (laughs) Lawrence said... The Dallas Mavericks, and you also had the Houston Rockets. You and I were way off on that one. Right now in fifth place, right now in fifth place, we have the Denver Nuggets. In sixth place, I said Phoenix. Lauren said Houston. You said the Golden State Warriors. Right now in sixth place (laughs) is the Portland Trailblazers. Seventh place, unanimously, seventh place, the three of us had Utah Jazz. Of course, we were completely wrong. Utah Jazz are in first place. Who's in seventh right now? I had no idea. I honestly did not know this. In seventh place right now is the San Antonio Spurs. I had Slept no on. idea. Team at yeah. very, very, very low key. Yeah, 100%. No idea. Eighth place, I said Portland. Lauren said Phoenix. You also said Portland. Currently right now in eighth place is the Dallas Mavericks. For the play-in spots, 9 and 10, I was not too far off with one of my picks. But for number nine, oh, for number 9, all three of us unanimously had the New Orleans Pelicans in ninth place. But currently in ninth place is the Golden State Warriors. They're in that playoff spot, play-in spot, okay. rather. For my 10th pick, I had the Golden State Warriors. Lawrence had the Memphis Grizzlies. You had the Phoenix Suns. Lawrence got this one right. And 10th place right now is the Memphis Grizzlies. That is who is in 10th place. So that's both for the Eastern and Western Conference, what we had predicted, as well as what the current standings are. I think collectively we did better on the East than we did on the West, but that's just because the West was – I don't think anybody saw that coming. (laughs) Honestly, nobody saw that coming. No, not at all. If anybody had – if anybody says they had the Utah Jazz – in first place at the beginning of the season, they're completely lying. Like those, they are lying 100%. (laughs) I don't believe that for a second. (laughs) One of the other things that we did um, with our preseason prediction was to see 
who would be this is where we'll get into our hot takes. Um actually before we get into our hot takes, I just wanted to ask you this. Seeing what we've established, right? Who's top of the east, top of the west. One of the things I wanted to talk about, um I don't know if you saw this. We we mentioned the Knicks already the Nets rather. The Nets are playing really well with the addition of James Harden. They recently signed Blake Griffin. Uh, Blake Griffin. Did you see Blake celebrating for the wrong team last night or the other night? No, I didn't. <laughs> what? what? The Nets were playing the Pistons, and somebody from the Pistons scored. Oh, and Blake Griffin did like one clap, and he's like, "Oh shoot!" Like he realized, like, "Oh, I'm not <laughs> on this team anymore." <clears throat> it reminded me of when. LeBron went from Miami back to Cleveland, and in their first preseason game, he set a screen for yeah. Norris Cole. It just reminded me of that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was for one of the other things, right? I mentioned in the preseason prediction that Miami would be fourth. To start off the season, Miami was in like 13th place. It was not looking pretty. But at the same time, Miami was not healthy. Mm-hmm. They had COVID stuff going on, a bunch of injuries. Now they're healthy. And like what we mentioned earlier, they're 9-1. and one, And they're currently sitting in fourth place. With the Tonight, they could probably move into third place um, or within the next couple nights. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of scary to see how good Miami is. And we'll get into them a little bit uh, more as we go along. One of the other teams that I was completely wrong about, um, but you and – Actually, just you. You kind of had hopes for with Charlotte. That's right. Charlotte is yeah. That that was you. You you're the only one who had them on on your list for the East. They're in that sixth spot, and that's right. Let me let me get your take on on the Hornets. If you agree with me or not, are they the most fun team to watch this season? (laughs) Again, I think you know. I'm going to repeat what Lawrence said. It's it's their announcers, man. For for some reason, they are electric. They are ecstatic. Yes. They are literally just so funny to, to listen to. Um, but, man, the the most fun team to watch is it's probably Brooklyn, man. I'm sorry. It's, it's just Brooklyn. I, I know you hate Brooklyn. Actually, you should apologize <laughs> to everyone here on this. Uh, you should apologize to everyone listening on, like, on the show right now because you keep disrespecting Brooklyn, but they keep <laughs> on winning. They keep on scoring more than their opponents. They actually improve on defense a little bit every day, every game. So you should apologize right now um, to everyone listening that, that you're wrong about. I will save sure. my apology but, um, for right before the playoff <laughs> starts. That's when I'll save my apology. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, most fun team is Brooklyn right now. Charlotte's fun too, but I think most fun is Brooklyn. See, for me, I feel like the, like Brooklyn is kind of expected. Like you're expected – to see them do what they're doing. Whereas prior to the season, yeah. myself included, I had no idea that Charlotte was going to be like this with a rookie point guard. Like he's like this. I, I think they're the most fun team to watch because they're essentially a, a team with a lot of, I wouldn't say no names, but lesser known people, lesser known players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that's what makes them exciting. But also because people, it's Terry too. Terry Rozier is, yes. is also like just fun to watch. Terry is on a tear right now. Scary Terry. I was listening to I forgot which <laughs> podcast it was, but you know, like you know, Dame. He has Dame time. You know, they were saying like Scary yeah. Terry hours. 
like because he close out when he closes out games it's scary <laughs> you know i, I kind of like it i kind of like for it scary sure. terry hours sure. yeah and it's just collectively they're a fun team to watch because it's not just one player it's collectively the whole team um and like you and lauren said it's those play-by-play guys like the their in-game you know play-by-play announcers those guys are hilarious they give so much energy to when they're calling <laughs> games, and I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, one of the other teams that we all kind of had with, except for you, Lawrence and I had the ATL. Um, their season did not start very well. Currently, right now, they're on a five-game winning streak, you know, under their new coach. Um you know, is this a turnaround for Atlanta? I don't know. I, I still feel like they're they're a little bit dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. I think we agree with that. Um, but yeah, that that wraps up our preseason recap, predictions, updates. Moving along into our hot takes, because what we did along with our preseason predictions, you know, a few episodes ago, we also did like who would win the major awards you know, for the end of the season. But what we'll do now for hot take, I want to get your take on mid-season awards. For example, we'll start with mid-season Ooh. rookie of the year. In your opinion, who is the mid-season? Like, if this, like as of right now, who is the rookie of the year to you? <laughs> That's a great question. But I'm going to stick with my preseason pick, and that is LaMelo Ball. Um, I think he right now is the clear front runner for – uh, rookie of the year, um, rightfully so. You know he's he's fun to watch. He's providing great help for his team. Um, definitely not James Wiseman. I know some uh, someone here picked him. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, my 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 mid season, if I had to give it for a rookie of the year award, is Lamelo Ball. Um, I said this earlier. You know, on a couple of. Episodes ago, I owed you and Lamelo Ball an apology because I underestimated Lamelo. He is right. so fun to watch, man. He is so good, so good, and like he's improving his three point yep. shot right now. Um, but I, I don't back away from what I said about James Wiseman. For me, James Wiseman is a close second. He's missed a few games, but in his few games that he's been back on limited minutes, on limited minutes, you know, I think. Uh, a couple of games ago, he only Close played 12 minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Because he's doing things for a big what man. What is that? For a big man that you don't oh. see other rookie big men doing. He's doing all the intelli- intangibles. He's okay. scoring. He's rebounding. He's defending. He's facilitating. He's bringing the ball up. And at the same time, he's doing it on limited minutes. Limited minutes. I think the other night he had like <laughs> I think it was something like he played, he played like uh, what was it? I think he played like twelve minutes. He dropped like fourteen points. You know what I mean? Or something might have been reverse. Like his numbers, like for what he's been doing, like it's still. And what's scary with him is that he's still learning. He's still learning, and he's already putting up you know, not crazy numbers, not Lamelo Ball numbers, but in terms of like rookie of the year race. He's to me. He's he's right behind Lamelo. I don't think you know. Uh, I don't think like Anthony Edwards is anywhere <sighs> near that. That's but again, what? I said. I, I said. You, 
Okay, wait, wait. I have to ask you this question, all right? Would you – so you would put James Wiseman over Anthony Edwards, Emmanuel Quickly, and, and Tyrese Halliburton? Yes. What? Yes. Why? What? Oh, my gosh. When you look at Anthony Edwards, right? Yeah. D'Angelo Russell's out. Carl Anthony Towns hasn't been the same since COVID. The team is a little bit dysfunctional. He's put like he has like it's not consistent, but he's putting up big numbers. He puts up big numbers from time to time. You know, he has like the typical highlights and stuff like that. That's why he gets a lot of recognition. But they're not consistent numbers. And then like Tyrese Halliburton, like he's not putting up crazy big numbers either. But it's because of the system that he's playing in. You know, like if he were on a different team, his numbers would probably be a lot better. But he's playing to to what his team needs. Emmanuel quickly, like okay. solid, solid player. Nothing against quickly. I like him, but when you compare, you have a. I'm not going to say like a star-studded team with with Golden State, but you're playing alongside Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins. You're the rookie on this team, and they're relying on you to be their big man. You know, like the other teams that you mentioned, like you have, and you have Carl Anthony Towns, right? You have. Mitchell Robinson mm-hmm. for the New York Knicks. You have uh, Marvin Bagley, Hassan Whiteside for the San- for the Sacramento Kings. Golden State, they have no big man. Like, Kevon Looney, yes. But, like, come on. Kevon That's Looney, a huge drop-off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Huge drop-off, though. <laughs> Kevon Looney cannot bring the ball up. Kevon Looney cannot hit the, the, the step-back three. Kevon Looney cannot cover the floor defensively, switching defensively. Like James Wiseman can, I feel like okay. James Wiseman is he's more a big man versatile. Man. It's a different criteria. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe you've convinced me. We'll see. We'll see by the end of the season. He, he's going to get more playing time. You know, he's finding his way back into the rotation. We'll see. So we we both agree though, midseason rookie of the year, Lamelo Ball, hands down. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Midseason defensive player of the year. Who do you got? Oh, this is tough. This is quite tough. You want but, me to tell you who the top three are right now? Yes, I have an answer, but I don't want to say it. But please tell me the top three right now. Yeah. Gobert, Simmons, and Turner. Okay. Because I was torn between Gobert and Simmons at first. Um, I picked Ben to be my preseason DPOI. But I think with Gobert, he, he, he's just different. But then again, he he's won it twice already. Um, and, and, you know, Ben Simmons can make up for his poor shooting with his excellent defense. So, but then again, with Gobert, people are scared to drive in the paint when he, when he's there, cause he's obviously going to either contest or block it even it's, it's crazy. But for my mid season pick, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. How about you? I actually agree with you. I say Ben Simmons as well. And here's my reason why. Gobert is going to put up the numbers with blocks and like, you know, how he deflects and alters shots, especially in the paint. But two things. One, when you play him on a, you know, switch, pick and roll switch, I don't think he's able to cover. I mean, we've seen like Steph Curry torch him, you know, smaller guards torch him. The other thing with Gobert is when he plays elite level centers, he doesn't do well. Like he was completely owned by Joel Embiid and like a couple other big men throughout the season. Yep. He's had a yep. hard time. Now, Ben Simmons, to me, 
he may not have the block numbers that Gobert has, but the ability for Ben Simmons to cover one through five, pick and roll switch, doesn't matter. The fact that he can cover all five positions and do it effectively, to me, I think he's defensive player of the year. And I think he should win it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I agree. What about midseason sixth man of the year? Oh, I mean, that's also a unanimous decision. I mean, we, we can't deny Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz doing his thing during their crazy run. I mean, I'm sure you have the same answer, right? I do, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Crazy numbers, crazy stat lines all, all, all around. And the fact that last season they didn't have somebody coming off the bench that could provide offense. Now they have that this season. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yep. I think I agree. Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year. He should win it. Midseason coach of the year. Who do you have? I mean, at this point, you got to give it to Quinn Snyder for for the Jazz miraculously making it to first place before the All-Star break. I would give it to Quinn Snyder. How about you? I may have overlooked Quinn Snyder. You bring a very good, very valid point. Oh, who do you have? I had say? Eric Spolstra. <laughs> what? You kidding me? Bias aside, bias aside, right? Bias fully intact. Bias fully in place right now. <laughs> no, look at this. <laughs> to start the season, he had 13 different starting lineups because of injury, because of COVID <laughs> protocol, because of all these different outside you know, in- scenarios. And now they're current. They went from 13th. They went from bottom of the East to now top of the East. Currently nine and one. But look at the conference, though. <laughs> I feel like even then, like the conference has gotten better. I mean, they're playing guys like Milwaukee. You know, I don't know if they beat Brooklyn yet. It's the least but, in conference. It's the least in conference. Still, what, what do you mean? Still, <laughs> what a turnaround! Imagine having saw, thirteen different I saw, lineups. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet like like last month when the Sixers were up in first place. That at that time of that tweet. The Sixers in first place could have been in the West fifth place at the time of that tweet. At least in conference, man. Come I'm on. not arguing. I'm not arguing the difficulties of, of of the conferences. What I'm saying is, when you have to utilize 13 different starting lineups, they're current. We we talked about how they won. They're currently on a nine and one you know streak. They won nine out of the last ten games. Yeah. All of which, at some point in time, they've missed Goran Dragic, they've missed Jimmy Butler, and they've missed Bam Adebayo. There are three like main key guys, not all together at the same time, and currently sitting in fourth place. Yeah, I feel like you have to give Incredible, Eric Spolstra some type Incredible. of credit. <laughs> what a crazy turnaround. Crazy turnaround. I mean, like with no, nothing against the Jazz. Of course, they're playing phenomenal uh, phenomenally, but you have, you know, you've had a healthy Donovan Mitchell, healthy Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles. Mike Conley, um, you know, Bogdanovich has been healthy. Jordan Clarkson, they've all been healthy. <laughs> they didn't have to use 13 different starting lineups. Yeah. <laughs> Biased. That's right, though. I get it. I get it. I understand. I understand. But we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. How about midseason MV, uh, MIP, <laughs> most improved player? Wait, do you have the top three for that one? I do not. But if I recall correctly, I think we – I know I had Zion originally. 
I think so. Either yeah. you or Lawrence also I had, had Zion. I had Lonzo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I had Lonzo. You did have Lonzo. No, but honestly, he's improved. He has improved. He but has. If yeah, yeah. If I were to pick right now, I would probably go. Ah, uh, man, this is this is kind of a wild answer. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm I'm gonna pick. Lou Dort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dorcher Chamber. Uh, That's what they're calling them now. The Chamber. <laughs> oh man. Actually, actually, wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I, I revoked that. That was a joke. I'm sorry, people. Um my my actual MIP. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna stick with with, with Lonzo. He's he's shooting more threes than who who is it? Trey Young. Um who else? A a good amount of the three point player you know shooters nowadays he's shooting more so i mean he has improved his game is a lot better um do i see him winning the actual award in the you know in the end no but my midseason right now is lonzo i have julius randall hands down i feel like he should be a shoe-in for most improved player Ooh, good one good one good one i think he's definitely earned it i think he definitely deserves it um you know showing some some my Knicks fans, some love. I have Julius Randle for most improved player. <laughs> now for the last one, the big one. What about midseason MVP? Who's your MVP thus far this season? Oh, man. It pains me to say this. It really pains me to see to, to say this. <laughs> Here we go. Everybody, listen up. Turn, up. turn up your headphones. Everybody, turn up I your want- headphones. <laughs> I wanted it to be the GOAT. But right now, it's, it's not looking like that. It's it's looking a lot less like LeBron's year, because um, his his three point shooting isn't isn't as good as it was, you know, l- late last year. The clear MVP right now is, is is Joel Embiid. I mean, I can't even deny that. My hatred for the Sixers it can't even prevail in this case. It, it I have to see it clearly. It is Joel Embiid. There is a good case for Jokic, but I just feel like Embiid has just just better ways to score. And again, it really with Jokic, he, he can pass the ball easily, but with Embiid, he can do everything. His footwork is, is incredible, defense, all that. Give the man some credit. He's finally he's finally toned. He's finally in good shape. So Joel Embiid's my my pick. So th- those were actually the top three: LeBron, Embiid, and Jokic. I think right now LeBron is still leading the race for that, but I think by the end of the season, it'll be Joel Embiid. For all the reasons that you just mentioned, I'm gonna throw in a little, uh, a little bias, a dash of bias. Oh my right gosh! Here. No, no, please don't, please don't. Who is it? Who is it? Who's your pick? Take a wild guess. Don't say Steph Curry. Don't say Steph Curry. No, 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 not Steph Curry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> my boy, is Jimmy it, G. Bucket. Is it? Oh my goodness! Here we go again. This man's been out for like what ten games now in the season. What exactly? Not why? an all star. Listen, Listen to this. Not an all star. Listen to this. What? Listen to this. The Heat were six and twelve when Jimmy Butler returned from COVID, and they were twenty second in defensive rating. So those the time that he was not playing, they were under five hundred, bottom of the league in defense. Since then, they are fifteen and six. And have the league's second best defense. They're now fourth in the East. And 
And I know I said I wasn't going to have numbers and all this, that, and the other thing, but he's averaging 23 (laughs) points per game, eight rebounds, and close to nine assists while also getting two steals. On top of that, he's shooting almost 50% from the field. When you're ready. Okay. Would you, in in no bias, in, in just straight up truth right now, you would take Jimmy Butler over Chris Paul in the MVP discussion? Would you? Would you? Yes. Yes. That that is blasphemy. That that what? No, nothing against Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. Okay, but it's it's the same thing. You have Devin Booker. You have Aiton. You have whoever else on your team that's been there. <laughs> They've had a healthy roster, right? Oh, uh. Jimmy's been doing it without Goron, without Bam, with this person here, with that person there. Coming back from COVID. Man, this this heat bias is like my liquor bias. Oh my goodness, it's too, it's too strong. It's too strong. <laughs> Man, listen, I don't know if you saw this, but you saw Jimmy win two jump balls against Nikola Vucevic the other night. Two jump balls. Oh my goodness, he gave it to him. He MVP. gave it to him. He gave it to. Him. He was like, you MVP. know what? Just just for the just for that, like you know what? Vucevic is like, go ahead, just do it. Just just I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Just just for the laughs, you know. I'll give it to you. Man, I don't I don't know what it is. Um, you know, going back because you mentioned like he wasn't an all star, he was one of the ones that was gonna replace um, Jason Tatum. No, it wasn't Jason Tatum. He's a replacement. Who was he gonna replace? He's a replacement. Who was he gonna replace? I don't know. I forgot. It was one of the East stars. I didn't even That's hear why Jason Tatum that. went up to Jason Tatum got moved up to starter because originally Jason Tatum was a reserve. I forgot whose place Jason Tatum took. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think it was. Um, but I think it was either Joel Embiid. Oh, okay. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't Embiid. You're right. I think You're so. Right. I'm not entirely sure, but regardless, they asked Jimmy to be a reserve, and he said, "If Bam's not there, I don't want to be there." Real one. He said it wouldn't. But still yeah, not MVP. Real one for sure. <laughs> 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 to me, that's an MVP right there. You put your teammates before personal accolades, that's an MVP. That's an MVP. <laughs> but if I had to pick, it would be Joel Embiid right now, unfortunately. It would have to be Joel Embiid. There we go. That's better. That's better. Thank you for some sense. Okay. Now to to wrap up the show, um, both your team and my team are currently looking for additional help. Your team desperately needs it my team desperately needs it you know losing some key players if you have to take your pick among players who are in talks of having a contract buyout and also players who are amid amid trade rumors if you could have your pick of any of those players who would you want andre drummond give me that center we need that center in la I told everyone from the start, Grandpa Gasol is not cutting it too slow, not like Dwight or JaVale, not athletic. I mean, he is a skillful passer and defender. Um, he's very smart about the game, high IQ for sure, Gasol. But, man, we just we don't need that. We don't need that. We need someone to go up against, in defense, you know, these, these athletic and shifty players. And I feel like Gasol just can't do that. So... My 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 one pick is Drummond, but my backup or number two is probably Hassan Whiteside. I think I think he 
I remember you in the in the early days of his heat contract. You told me you were like, man, this guy's something you should look out for. I was like, man, I don't know, but now I'm seeing it. I'm like, you know what? He's pretty viable. I mean, granted, he's got some slip ups here and there, but he should be on a, in, in a in a purple and gold jersey. I I want to see it happen. Be good, good like you know, tw- twin towers with him and AD there. I, I think <laughs> I think that that'll be great. See, I when Miami signed. Hassan Whiteside. It was to a 10-day contract because they needed a big man. Uh, Chris Bo- Chris Bosch was – he had his illness. Um, He was great for Miami during that, that first season he played with them because he needed to be great. He was trying to find his way into the NBA to earn that money to increase his 2K rating. So he was going hard. He was motivated. <laughs> he was motivated to better himself. The following season, he continued to get better. My, uh, his second season in Miami, he even earned a max contract. Um, he was kind of like the replacement for Chris Bosh. And Hassan Whiteside continued to get better. Then it was a shock when Miami traded Hassan Whiteside away for Myers Leonard and you know a couple other pieces. And everybody was shocked, myself included. Like, Why would you give away Hassan Whiteside? The frustrating thing with Hassan Whiteside mm-hmm. is there's nights where he would take games off. He would play but he wouldn't be engaged. He would kind of be lazy yeah. on defense. Agreed. You could go from one game having 10 blocks to the next game, you know, giving you seven rebounds and three blocks. You know, like it was a huge drop off. There wasn't a lot of consistency. Right. You saw he was important last year and part of this year. And, you know, nothing really happened. You don't see anything with Hassan Whiteside. Now he's in Sacramento. You know, you still don't really see anything with Hassan Whiteside. He has to be in the right system. He has to be motivated. Maybe he gets motivated playing for the LA Lakers because they're a championship contending team. So maybe that's his motivation. But for me, I'm not for my team, right? <clears throat> you mentioned Drummond. You mentioned uh, Hassan Whiteside. For me, I want PJ Tucker. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. I, I almost. Oh, man. What now? Here's my, here's my reason why. PJ Tucker. <laughs> Over Lamarcus Aldridge. Okay. Yes. All right. I want to hear. This. Yes. Why? 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 Let me ask you something. What are Lamarcus Aldridge's Lamarcus Aldridge's numbers right now? I don't even know. But he's exactly. He's, he's slightly. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that I'm saying that as as a defender, as a defender, I get it. Like PJ is slightly better, but he's doesn't have a size. Doesn't that size and and Bam is a small center too or a small power forward. You you need that kind of you know you need that, you need that size in Miami. Who do you have? That, that's I feel like you put PJ Tucker, thing. you put PJ Tucker at the four, Bam at the five. That is a nasty team that you have to deal small. with because you're spreading the floor so much, so so much. And like yes, of of course, granted, you know you need size. We have Kelly Olynyk. Maybe we could pick up another big man like, you know, DeMarcus Cousins or, you know, maybe we do get like a LaMarcus Aldridge or whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, like what P.J. Tucker is able to bring to the table, like when you compare him to Andre Drummond, when you compare him to DeMarcus Cousins, you compare him to Miles Turner, some other big names that are potential buyouts and trade figures. P.J. Tucker is producing more consistently than any of those guys, including Andre Drummond. And I think... You don't hear too much about PJ right now because Houston is not Houston. They're not themselves. They're imploding. 
You put him on a yeah. team like Miami, it's almost like putting in a better version of Jay Crowder. A more versatile defender, a more lethal lethal shooter, Ooh. um, somebody who can get you rebounds, somebody that can defend multiple positions effectively, somebody that can mm. do everything all around at a more effective level. I want PJ Tucker. Man, I don't know about that. I I love Jay Crowder. I love his game. I would take him over PJ Tucker though, low key. Because I mean, wait, like I've I've never seen PJ score. Nothing other than a a corner three. Like I've never seen him produce offensively other than corner threes. Is that because that's his usual spot? You know. But he does it consistently, and he does it effectively, and he does it efficiently. Whereas Jay Crowder, there's nights where he was streaky. You might get you know a good night. Sometimes you might get a bad night. That's true. At least with PJ, you're getting it not just on one side of the of you know the ball, but you're getting on both sides, offensively and defensively. And I feel like he's a perfect Heat guy. Okay, he fits, he fits that culture. <laughs> I mean, everyone's a perfect Heat guy for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, Sheesh. maybe, maybe not all, but maybe. <laughs> but that kind of wraps up our hot takes for today. Uh, before we sign off, now is there anything you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, first off, my barber. As you can see, if it's a video format here, I've got a nice clean cut thanks to him, Steven, from The Art of Fades in Bergenfield, New Jersey. So uh, check him out or, you know, book an appointment. Um, and also, uh, my my other podcast with me and my friend Alex is uh, coming out this Friday um, for season two. So I'm excited for that. So tune in. We're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm excited. So that's that's it for me. Um, I, of course, you know, I just want to shout out Again, everybody, thank you for listening, for all your support, for everything that um, following us on social media, the whole nine yards. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to our friend Chris from last week. He told us to be on the lookout for a certain um, G League player from the Lakeland Magic. His name is uh, Devin Kennedy, and he actually won the MVP for the G League. So Chris was spot on with with oh. Devin. Shout out to Devin nice. winning the MVP. Yeah, good call, great call, great call by Chris. Um, that that wraps up today's show. So everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you guys next time. This has been a Fuse Podcast original produced by yours truly, Nat, with music by Johnny C.